0: Our reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You'd be surprised to know it's headed concerning spiritual gifts. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. It is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit.
1: And as we now come to your word, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would open our eyes to see and our hearts to experience afresh your love and your gifting to us. Amen. Well, a few years ago, there was um, a young boy sitting in a room amongst some Christian friends uh, and the vicar in the room said, uh, can I have someone to read um, 1 John 4. Uh, so the young boy, trying to prove himself, turned quickly to John 4, started reading, and said, Oh, just stop there if you would. The young boy wished the ground would open up before him. The temperature in the room had risen many degrees very quickly. And quite a few years later, that same young boy sat in the office of a senior partner who said to him, I want you to do this new role for the firm. Uh, Not a role that he'd ever done. He had no experience in it whatsoever. Yet he was being entrusted with it because there was a belief that he had the gifts to do so. Sometimes we feel useless. And when we do, we look at those alongside us and we always think they can do so much better than we can. We we can see quite clearly their gifts, we can see how they would do the job much better than us and in comparison we are nothing but a fraud. You want the ground to open up Frankly, you want to go back to a life which is less demanding and the chance of being found out is removed. Have you ever felt like that? Now, I have to say, the vicar (coughs) in that room said gently to that young boy, I'm so sorry I wasn't more clear. What I meant was it's the letter, the epistle, we call them, of John. You'll find that on page, what you were reading was John's Gospel. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry it's so confusing, I should have been more clear. And to a child who was not yet a believer, to a boy suffering the humiliation of 25 other young people in that room, it was sufficient to get him to go back the following week and the week after that as well. And 45 years later, he's trying to be as gentle with his congregation (laughs) as that vicar was with him. Sometimes we're asked to do something and we feel torn in two. Part of us wants to do it because we feel... That would be fun. I'd really like to have a go. And the other half of us thinks, I'm going to show myself up terribly. I just can't do it. Now, can I ask if anyone here has said, Jesus is Lord? Anybody here? Okay. Maybe we'll try it after three, and we'll say together. One, two, three... Jesus is Lord. Okay. That's actually quite a lot of us here. Uh, Because as we come to Christ, the passage says we do so because the Spirit of God indwells us. It touches our very soul. Verse 3, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The power of the Spirit moves on from that point of conversion where all of a sudden we have understood that Jesus is Lord. We're prepared to say Jesus is Lord. We believe Jesus is Lord because the Spirit of God is within us. And then verses 4 to 6, there are different gifts, different ministries, different results. But it's, as it says here, it's the same Lord, it's the same God who produces those gifts for the people of God. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the benefit of all. So immediately we see that the Spirit of God is given to every person. No one is left out. doesn't matter how shy you are, how positive you're feeling, how negative you're feeling, whether you feel inadequate or embarrassed. The Spirit of God is with us. The Spirit that heals, that prophesies, that performs miracles and teaches. But all of that sounds very important, doesn't it? Healing, miracles, gifts, teaching. Therefore, you have to stand at the front of church to exercise your gift. Rubbish. You definitely do not. That is such a big mistake the gifts in this section of the passage that we read include wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy discernment, tongues and interpretation of tongues again these are about spiritual gifts so it sounds terribly uh, highfalutin but let's look at Romans 12 verses 6 and following prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation which is encouragement, contributing who could contribute? that's a gift, wow Leadership, showing mercy, prayer, hospitality, it goes on. Those who rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Do you want to weep with someone? Have you ever wept with anyone? Have you been happy with someone? Have you laughed with someone? It's a gift. It's a gift from God. We are all the same in God. A God of love, a God of compassion, a God of hope a God of purpose, a God of the future, a God who wants relationship and harmony, integrity and honour. That same God is the God that we all say Jesus is Lord. We all have the same empowering spirit of God within us and so we all have deep down that same desire to do likewise. We're gifted by the same God and each gift is equally important. They are all different. But without all of them, we will be the lesser. And then we say, yeah, I know. But there's always someone else that can do it better than me. So I'll I'll let them do it. What are we saying? What are we really saying? Are we really saying that I don't deserve the gift that I've been given? That I haven't been given that gift? Or that God doesn't want to use me? Because that's in effect what we are saying. When we allow somebody else to do the gift that we have. If we do not feel that we are touched by God, we're saying that God's spirit is not with us. And yet together we said Jesus is Lord. And we say Jesus is Lord because we have the Spirit of God within us. We have the discernment of the Spirit of God. Now, we may feel uncertain about that. You may wish me to come round individually and say, your gift is, and your gift is, and you... because you want certainty, don't you? You want to know the answer. You want something definitive. And then we think about God, this... God who created us and we we just we want him to be clear we want him to tell us the answer we don't want uncertainty but who is there here who can discern ultimately the mind of God because I can't you can or you can't you can't Tested, yeah, good, good, that's what you need, you need to be honest. Nick, thank you for being here this morning. We need to be honest with God. And I, this week, have been thinking about my own uncertainty in faith. Partly because we are doing a particular course which is challenging me again. And I'm thinking, is it right for me to be uncertain? Here I am, supposed to be standing in front of the church, telling you what to think. And for years, as I was growing up, I was told what to think. And actually, my faith grows more in uncertainty than it does when I just live by duty and by rote. Because in uncertainty, I wrestle with God. I have to go back to God. I have to test my faith. I have to understand again what God wants for me. And it's personal. God wants something for me and he wants something for you. And in order for you to find out what that is, you have to go to God. And so in uncertainty, we can grow deeper and quicker than simply by repetition by saying things which other people have told us. It brings a deeper understanding and it means that our individual gifts are even more vital. Because I need your wisdom just as much as you need mine. We are interdependent as a community of believers on each other. And to understand the will of God needs us all, therefore, to articulate our belief, our faith and our love for our community. And and perhaps it would be useful to say here that those gifts may change from time to time. It's not always going to be the same. As we develop different skills, so our gifts can change and develop and deepen. I used to be able to carry stuff all, all around the, the church but actually my back hurts now so actually maybe my gift is in administration or service or some other means. It may not be the same. A few years ago I was given a beautiful fountain pen. Um, Marion asked my, why I wanted it but I just loved writing when I was working in the office with a fountain pen. There was just something creative about it but of course if I don't use the fountain pen the ink all dries up and the nib gets stuck and then I have to have a complete wash through before I can use it again and if I want to be biblical about it I could tell you about the Dead Sea and all the water that rushes into the Dead Sea which is alive and well and it reaches the Dead Sea and it stops, it doesn't go anywhere it just evaporates away And that's why the Dead Sea is dead. It's got no life because nothing is pouring through it. The Spirit of God is sort of going in and just stopping and dying. That's the beauty of gifts. Gifts get better and better and better when we use them. And that's what we need to do If we don't use our gifts, we will be worse off. And what's more, the people relying on our gifts will also be worse off. uh, There's a saying, isn't there, for evil to prosper, it only takes the good person to do nothing. What are we doing to influence our church, our community, perhaps even our world? And it's a challenge to us individually as a church And we'll see later in this series, I think, that gifts are every member ministry. No one is left out. So, what gift do I have? In this church, there is incredible warmth. There's an amazing compassion and care. There's a terrific welcome, a terrific hospitality. There's a love of God which is evident because we care for other people. It's the people that make the difference and it's their relationship with God which makes those people different. So in a moment I want to invite us to have just a moment's silence to think through for ourselves what our gift is and whether we are using it. But there are some practical things that you might want to be thinking of at the same time i am seeing Nick here. Nick needs some help on bookkeeping and day-to-day management of the accounts. Which of you can help? We need a new PCC secretary. Clive is going to hang up his clipboard at some point over the next two or three months. We need a replacement. We've got a wonderful new sound desk, which when we've got the teething issues out the way, will actually be quite simple to use. Which of you is going to help? We need people for the PCC. Who is going to help? We have a fantastic children's leader. I can't tell you what a joy it is to me to see Claire at work and her imagination and her energy, but she can't do it all. So who's going to help? We could go on and on, couldn't we? Every single person here is gifted by God because we have the Spirit of God within us. Amen.